Okay, newlyweds. After the wedding, many of you expect wedded bliss to be automatic. You've married the person of your dreams, right? So they should be able to anticipate every thought, wish, and need. But even after decades of marriage, I can tell you this is not the case. So all you newlyweds out there, stay tuned as we continue our series on effective communication in marriage. Welcome to Happy Life, the newest podcast brought to you by INC Media that aims to help newlyweds navigate through the first years of marriage. I'm Myrtle Aligato, and I've been married to my husband, Paul, for over 21 years. Inspiration to make your marriage thrive, you're listening to Happy Life. All right, so in this episode of our Effective Communication in Marriage series, we'll be focusing on expectations. Is it relevant to a successful marriage that expectations are clear between the husband and wife? Sure it is, in the same way that having unclear expectations contribute to an unsuccessful marriage. Consider for a moment this quote from an article entitled, The Psychology of Expectations. And I quote, Without actually verbalizing expectations about give and take in a relationship, people construct stories in their heads about legitimate expectations of each other, and unspoken expectations are almost guaranteed to go unfulfilled. In an article we found on psychologytoday.com, Dr. John Johnson, a psychology professor at Pennsylvania State University, explored how unrealistic expectations are premeditated resentments. Now, what exactly does that mean? To get this discussion underway, I'd like to introduce today's guest, Darnell and Kim from Fremont, California, and they've been married since August of 2019. Welcome to Happy Life, Kim and Darnell. Hello. Hi, everyone. How are you today? Oh, we're doing great. Um, it, it's really nice to be here, so thank you. Oh, we're happy to have you. Okay, so newlyweds. Going back to that saying, unrealistic expectations are premeditated resentments. Well, simply put, it means we feel happy when expectations are met, but disappointed when they aren't, even though other expectations we have are actually without good reason. And to break it down further, the example they used in the article was a cup of coffee. Okay, so now you're probably wondering, Myrtle, what does a cup of coffee have to do with expectations in marriage? So just bear with me for a second as I share with you my take on this. Um, I was able to relate to the article's cup of coffee example because when I wake up in the morning, having a cup of coffee makes me happy. Darnell and Kim, do you two look forward to your first cup of coffee in the morning too? I do. I think I'm a big um, coffee drinker than Darnell, but I always, it's like the first thing that I have to have in the morning. Okay, so maybe Darnell can relate to the article's cup of coffee example with maybe his morning cereal or his pancakes or what have you. Obviously, I know that I have to carry out steps to produce that cup of coffee and that it just doesn't appear out of thin air on my counter waiting to greet me. But there have been times when my husband makes it to the kitchen before me and in my head I'm like, oh, this is awesome. He'll probably have my coffee waiting for me when I get downstairs. But I never actually articulated or expressed to him before he went downstairs that I'd like him to make me a cup of coffee. So why is it then that I feel disappointed when 
I don't actually see that coffee waiting for me on the counter. I mean, after all, he isn't a mind reader, right, Darnell, Kim? We can agree in like so many levels with that. Um, I think I'm the same way. Like, oh, I hear someone in the kitchen, someone's making coffee. By the time I get out of the room, I'm pretty sure I'll have a coffee. So that's, you know, I can totally like agree with that and relate. She was giving me a look the whole time you were talking. (laughs) It's so funny how that works. So now, after several instances similar to this, for example, like if, you know, every day I'm kind of expecting him to make me a cup of coffee and it doesn't happen. For some couples, could that disappointment start building into resentment? Um, you know, Darnell and Kim, you've been married for, what is it, almost two years now or a year and a half? Yeah, about a year and a half. Yes. <laughs> almost two years. Yes. Yeah. Time's flying, huh? <laughs> In that time, can you maybe give us an example of when unfulfilled expectations was an issue for for you in your marriage? I think one of the biggest things, though, as a newly um, married couple is uh, when it comes to um, responsibilities at home. I think it was something that we never saw coming, but um, like a lot of the expectations really weigh on that um, responsibilities that we both have at home. You're not the first couple who have mentioned that. So it's really funny how even just, you know, dividing chores and um, daily responsibilities can become, you know, a bone of contention in a way. Yes, I agree. <laughs> uh, we, I think like a big factor with it too is we both came from, we came from different families. So with him, he only has like one brother. And then meanwhile, like I have two sisters, a brother. So our family is a lot bigger. So that too, like, you know, coming from two different families and then now you're starting a new family and life together. I think the way you used to do things when you were with your own family before is like quite different when you live together as a newly married couple. Right. So you're adjusting to not only, you know, your other half now that you're married, but even the type of upbringing that they had, the different routines that were normal for them in their homes aren't necessarily, you know, the same as what you're expecting now that you're married, you know, as newlyweds. So Darnell, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, were there misunderstandings because of, you know, expectations you had of each other? Yeah, there was, um, there was a lot of learning that was, that's, that was done, still, that's still being done. We were learning a lot about each other. Um, going back to what you said, you know, we come from different uh, backgrounds and uh, different approaches of how our how we we live in our in our homes and, and all that. Yeah, cause, um, my family, like we when we grow up, like me, and my brother, and uh, my parents, and uh, everyone had such different schedules, so it was kind of kind of like every man for themselves type of thing. But uh, I know we we always like. Like for for instance, like dishes, like uh, we made a rule early on when I was a kid. I guess it was an issue. I don't remember it too much, but whatever's in the sink, you wash it. But so it never really stacked up. So I guess it just we just took on the responsibility. It's, it's I see. Like mm-hmm. um, there's a bit of an integrity there, I guess. And uh, which is funny because I just wanted to add, which is like totally different from how it is in our household. <laughs> Because um, there's four siblings, and we always have to make sure that everyone gets to do chores. So for us, after dinner, when you eat together, um, one person takes care of the dishes. 
so it's, it's a sign. Yeah, yeah, so I think that's one of the main differences we actually noticed when we were, um, you know, when we just started being together. In this situation where, you know, in your minds, your expectations versus the reality that you faced when you finally moved in together, they were different, right? So how did you get on the same page? Well, we, we definitely uh, sat down every time there was a misunderstanding. We would talk it out. We would, um, you know, speak our minds, say what we felt, and try to understand, like, what were the, where the others coming from, what are why are they approaching it this way and all that so we we try to help each other out and to understand when we talk about you know the topic of expectations it's not really something that a lot of newlyweds or even engaged to be wed couples really think about or even take the time to discuss prior to marriage i know i didn't i didn't think about you know managing what my expectations of my husband were going to be or a future husband. So is the topic of expectations in your marriage something you both discussed prior to getting married? Or did you think about it at all? No. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think we actually, because we, I think it's different because I think in my opinion, if we were closer, um, because we were in a long distance relationship for a long time, like we started a relationship um, with long distance, and really, like, the mm-hmm. expectations you have when you have a long-distance relationship is totally different when you're dating someone who's just there, right? Um, but when it comes to, like, long-distance, I think you make an extra effort to make everything so special that you really don't think of expectations. Like, what do you expect this person to do? <laughs> right. And I feel like I'm always surprised by all the gestures that, um, he's done for me when we were dating like he would send me a care package out of nowhere or like text me good morning every day like those little things I think I've never had those expectations of him when we were dating but um, I think it's because also like with the long distance everything seems extra special too <laughs> Aww. <laughs> so when you finally did you know live together I know that I think in the first first few months of your marriage, you were also a little bit long distance because of, you know, like you were mentioning earlier, Kim, it was like work responsibilities or something. So you couldn't move right away. But because of your long distance relationship, did that help you in your communication to be, you know, a little bit more direct with each other to to really explain what you were expecting or feeling? Um, I think it did because also... Um, with long distance communication is the foundation of everything like it was really hard for Mm -hmm. us to um, be far away and we're already married and it's like the first year of our marriage and the only way for us to be able to feel like you know we're trying our best to be husband and wife even despite the distance is to be able to communicate well with each other so um one of the things that we've talked about was that we always have to be honest and direct with each other like no sugar coating like it's one of the things that we promise each other ever since we were dating that um you know we just really have to be honest you just gotta tell me what you're feeling i tell you what i'm feeling and then we just kind of like figure out how to, I guess, react to those feelings instead of like waiting until everything um, piles up later on. 
For sure, yeah. Um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. And I know that we were talking about chores earlier and that you had, you know, specific expectations. How did you iron out who was going to do what? I know you both have busy jobs. So, you know, how did you decide who was going to take care of what? Or do you take turns? Or, you know, how do you communicate that with each other? Uh, it was it was really rough in the beginning. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and especially the, the circumstances now, um, like we went from LDR long distance to um, when she moved, it was the beginning of the pandemic. So it, yeah. yeah. So being together 24 seven from, from not. Yeah. But, so I don't know. It's, there's, there's so many like things we, we had to adjust. And it, we we had the time to do it, so mm-hmm. um, like it, it was like little things like laundry, uh, dishes, and like we discussed earlier. Uh, I think know, cooking is big. <laughs> cooking, yeah. Groceries. So we, we kind of, I guess we kind of sized each other up over the, the the first few months, and then we 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 learned what each other is good at. Yeah, there's definitely that kind of adapting phase where you're just kind of learning really about each other right and then learning to adjust so how did you ensure that both of you were aware of the other's expectations like what we mentioned earlier honestly because there's no way that your spouse can read your mind <laughs> as as right. nice that it's yeah Sadly. it would be nice if they could right but <laughs> But like, you know, like special times where, oh, you made breakfast for me. Like, that's so nice. Like, you know, I, um, but I think to ensure that we meet each other's needs, I would say, instead of um, expectations, we just really tell that, like, for me, I'm teaching um, because of the pandemic, I'm doing distance learning. So I'm Mm -hmm. literally like on the screen most of the time. And with the kids having a hard time, I, I just tell him, I was like, oh, I can't make lunch today. Like, what do we do? So like, he'll be the one, maybe he'll make something or like he'll buy something. So just kind of like laying it out that this is my workload. This is what I can and cannot do today. And then I think we've learned to pick it up from there. That it's okay. I got it. That's, that's kind of like our game plan like each day and she she does the same thing for me there's there's days where i have off days or days where i'm super swamped and she'll she'll notice that and then she'll try her best to to help make my day better like she'll see that i'm hungry and she'll go out of her way to to grab some food um so we try to you know just be there for each other be aware of each other of how each other's feeling But here now is the question. When it comes to expectations in marriage, whose expectations should be prioritized? Let's direct that question to Brother Felmar Sereno, a minister of the gospel in the Church of Christ. Hi, Brother Felmar. Welcome back to Happy Life. Hello, Sister Myrtle and the newlyweds, Brother Darnell and Sister Kim, who are our guests for today. Hello to all our listeners. It's great to be here again with you all on Happy Life to discuss another interesting aspect of effective communication in marriage. So today it's about expectations, right? Yes, that's right, Brother Falmar. And you get to have the most significant question for today's discussion. Of course, that's exactly why I keep coming back to Happy Life. 
for all the awesome questions. Even better are the enlightening answers based on the Holy Scriptures. So, yes, please ask away. The question is, when it comes to expectations in married life, whose expectations should be prioritized? To answer that, we first need to be reminded about who designed and instituted marriage to begin with. Let's listen to what the Bible says here in the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verses 18, 21, and 22. And we'll also read from chapter 1, verse 28, in the New King James Version. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Who instituted marriage? The Lord God. When? In the beginning, with the very first man and woman. We should notice that God did not just let the man and woman live together as husband and wife. What did God do to them first? The Bible says, God blessed them. In other words, He married them. So it was God who instituted marriage, which is why marriage is sacred. How can married couples uphold the sanctity of marriage? According to Romans chapter 7, verse 2, By law, a married woman is bound to her husband as long as he is alive. Therefore, in order to preserve the sacred union between a husband and wife, married couples must allow the laws and commandments of God to rule over them both. So, going back to our original question, in marriage, whose expectations should be prioritized? It is neither the husband nor the wife, for it is God's expectations of a married couple which take top priority. Which is why in the Church of Christ that we are members of, we accord marriage with due honor and respect. For example, the marriage ceremony. It is not a mere tradition or ritual for us. Rather, it is a holy occasion where the main part is the blessing of the wedded couple and the conveying of the commandments of God that bind a man and a woman to each other for as long as they both shall live. But even prior to the actual marriage ceremony, a minister of the gospel in the Church of Christ conducts what is called the Seminar for Engaged Couples. What is the objective of this six-lesson seminar? The general objective is to teach how husband and wife can keep or preserve the harmony in their relationship under the care and blessing of the Lord God. Now, we won't go into detail in this one podcast, on uh, what is taught in that six-lesson seminar. But suffice it to say, the seminar explains from the Bible that there are clear instructions which are particular to the husband, clear instructions which are particular to the wife, and there are also shared 
responsibilities. Now, what will happen when husband and wife agree to always prioritize God's expectations, whatever they may face in life? The Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 26 in the Good News Bible. We'll go on to read Psalm 512 in the New International Version. Reverence for the Lord gives confidence and security to a man and his family. For surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. As always, such wonderful and, of course, appropriate words of wisdom that we receive from the Bible. Thank you once again, Brother Felmar. Thank you again for having me, Sister Myrtle. Uh, Goodbye for now to all our listeners. God bless to us all. So, just curious, Darnell and Kim, what were the things that you took away from those marriage seminars? Um, Actually, one of the things that we... When we did our marriage um, seminar, we we kept the notes that we had, the verses that we had. We kept that, and it's actually um, framed in our room. And we go, oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> and we go back to it um, every time to just really remembering, um, you know, um, the blessing of a marriage and what God expects you in a marriage, right. and putting God like in the center of everything. Like we could keep talking all the time like to each other but really for us um just really remembering the teachings and putting that in place um with our um, issues or expectations or anything that we're discussing really um helps us a lot to get to a solution that we need so darnell what was it that you took away from those seminars was there something that you know really stuck with you you know right off the bat when the the first lesson started and i was I was pretty hooked on the, the lesson. Um, <laughs> you were sold, huh? <laughs> yeah, uh, 10 out of 10, I highly recommend the, the seminars. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, the first lesson, they, they talked about the, the structure of, of marriage and the relationship with, with Christ and the church. And, you know, the, the emphasis that the minister had on, on that made me realize, you know, the, the value that God put into this, this his, his plan of marriage and his plan of salvation and like it kind of like blew my mind a little bit like I, I saw like marriage and the church as like from a as like a from a big picture perspective right yeah and it, it kind of yeah. it solidified my faith even more like you know this is and it also made me realize you know marriage we have to take this seriously it's like it's holy it's it's god gave this to us and it's a and it's also um, being a husband and a wife. That's that's a duty as well. So because of those teachings, did that help you in your expectations of each other? Like regarding decision-making specifically, what did you find difficult, if anything? I think for me, because I'm the eldest in the family, like I used to be like very like strong-headed. Like I always have, like I always make the decisions when it comes to like, like family matters, I take the lead. I think, you know, after doing the seminar and after really, even like through our marriage, I, I've learned and I guess I, I absorbed a lot, a lot more of what I heard when they said that 
wives should submit to their husbands. And mm-hmm. before I was like, uh, I don't know, like I'm strong. <laughs> you know, like as an eldest daughter, like for me, I was so used to just um, making the calls and just kind of like taking lead. This is what we're going to do. This is, but, you know, being a wife, I, I am thankful for how God has designed it because really like when, you know, I learned that when they said that wives should submit to their husbands, it's me letting their nail lead because I also know that if our marriage is blessed, so God is also, you know, blessing the decisions that he's making, which I should also respect as a wife and as a child of God. And, you know, it, it's a big, at first it was difficult. It's like, okay, they're not, can't just take the lead. But now like being a wife, I, I truly understand and see why it's designed that way. Mm-hmm. And um, how much more you fall in love to being a wife too, when you, when you see the beauty of the design of marriage. What was it like for you, Darnell? What I remember in the, also in the seminars um, regarding this, this part, like the, I my uh, the husband taking the lead. Um, it's not the the wife is there to also help. So I, like I'm not you know control freak or like I'm not good. <laughs> I'm not the <laughs> dictator in this marriage. We were taught that the husband is you know makes the the call the the final decision, but that doesn't mean that I don't discuss it with my wife at all. Right, with so. input from your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. And then, you know, with decision-making, you know, like, we have two different minds, so mm-hmm. it helps to have different input, different perspective and angles at, at whatever decision we're making. So, um, you know, we we learned over the past few, past year and a half, like, what, what um, who has better judgment when it comes to certain, like, topics. And, uh, you know, with the even when it comes to like small decisions or big decisions, we we have. Do you approach decision making differently? I think a little. I think we we give credit to our strength in decision making in different ways. Like for example, when it has to be like a quick decision, I'm not the one to trust on that. Like <laughs> like as simple as the grocery shopping. Like it's not something that like it takes me forever, but it's faster for their now. But when it comes to like planning something and like the logistics, like sometimes um, I'm the better planner. So when it comes to, okay, let's plan it. Um, If we're going on a trip, I'll plan it. But then the other types of decision that goes with that trip goes to Darnell. So it's kind of like a a tag team with decision making. But definitely when it comes to like life-changing decision making, you know, we both make sure we have input on that. And most especially, we take time to pray about it first before we make our final decision. Because at the end of the day, um, sometimes too, when we both are coming from different sides of, or different um, perspective, um, it's hard to see um, where the decision falls until like, you know, you start taking the time to pray about it every night and then keep talking about it until you know god answers our prayer so and that's really great that you you know have found that balance with one another in approaching decision making and that also that you entrust you know what 
whatever will happen to God as well through your prayers. So learning to adjust and adapt to one another's methods and decision-making styles is something that all married couples learn along the way, for sure. And decision-making happens to be our next topic in our series of effective communication in marriage. So please make sure you come back and listen to that episode. But for today, I'd really like to thank you, Darnell and Kim, for being our guests. It was a lot of fun, and we're glad that we were able to share. Thank you. Yes, thanks for having us. So I think we learned today that it's important for husband and wife to understand and agree to each other's expectations. But more than this, husband and wife should meet God's expectations by understanding and embracing their respective role and responsibilities in marriage. Did you enjoy today's episode? Did it inspire you? If so, please share it with your family and friends and all the newly married couples that you know. And that's all we have for you today. To learn more about Christian relationships, please visit incmedia.org. And if you have any questions or just want to say hi to us, please do so by emailing info at incmedia.org with the subject, Happy Life. So thank you from all of us here on the Happy Life team. We're so glad you joined us today and hope we've all been reminded about the blessing of marriage.